0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Marketing Freaks Podcast. In this week's episode, we continue with our series, My Business Story, and I'm talking to Jane Hunt, co-founder of digital PR agency, JBH. So if you want to hear about their nine-year journey in business, have a listen to this episode. Really hope you find this episode useful. If you do, please come and subscribe, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all the usual places wherever you listen to your podcast, we will be there, and off we go with the episode. Jane Hunt. How are you?
1: I'm good thank you. How are you?
0: I'm great. I mean after I can't remember how many rounds of trying to get this booked in on both of our sides we've finally got it booked in. It's been a while
1: but we're both here
0: together now. It's it's good to talk to you. So um, this episode is part of a little mini series we've been doing called My Business Story. So really looking forward to finding out what your business story is and how you're getting on and all of that stuff. So I guess, first off, it'd be great to kind of hear about just a bit of your background, what you're running, what you're doing for those who don't know, um, and also like how you started, because I think that's always really interesting, like how you made the leap into doing it and what that felt like.
1: Definitely, yeah. So I'll start by kind of telling everyone what I'm doing now. So I am the co-founder of a digital PR agency called JBH. Uh, we are based in Manchester in the lovely Anne Coates. And uh, yeah, as the name suggests, we are a digital PR agency. So we specialize in creating digital PR campaigns uh, to help build brand kind of brand awareness, obviously, but also build their visibility in search to get them ranking higher, generate more traffic, and hopefully impact inquiries and sales. So that's, that's what we want to see off the back of our activity.
0: Excellent. How long have you been running?
1: we have been going for it'll be nine years next week so it's a while wow yeah
0: wow that's a that's a long time i know
1: it's it's a chunk of my life
0: (laughs) (laughs) like back to i guess like rewind the clock nine years ago um what was your like what were you doing beforehand how did you find the leap from like full-time employment what was the early bit like for you?
1: Yeah, so it was it was a bit of a weird one because I'd never intended to have a business. I'd never okay. intended to run an agency or anything. I don't feel like I come from an, an entrepreneurial family, um, so it was never something I'd actually thought about. Um, but me and uh, my other co-founders were working at an agency kind of in Northampton, we were working there together, just doing separate, very separate kind of jobs, separate expertise. We all kind of left at different times. And they left before I did, and I was still there. And without saying too much, which is kind of difficult because I want to kind of give some real context, it wasn't the nicest place to work. It was what we call now really toxic and yeah. i was kind of battling depression which i'd never had before and i didn't think i was that person but i think it was very situational okay. and it was really impacting kind of my life my relationship i was just down all the time and just kind of always in tears it was horrible and um just one day um i was at work i had a call with my boss he said something i didn't take it very well I was just, I was in tears and then I just thought I've had enough and I literally just walked out the building and I never returned. They tried to get me to come back, but you know, it, it wasn't for me anymore. It wasn't worth it. Um, so I had a mortgage, um, and you know, so I needed, I needed a job, but it just, I couldn't do it. Like, you know, to the point where I hated even driving past the building. That was how bad it was. Um, so just the sense of relief from walking out of there and telling myself that i don't have to return that i never have to go back the relief was crazy and i instantly felt so much better
0: and the i guess the decision to go into your own business was that almost was was that experience part of it in the context of um being in control of what you were doing and being your own boss so you don't didn't have that anymore or like
1: I would like to think it was but it wasn't really it was just I wasn't I was doing some temp stuff and some kind of freelance bits and bobs and then the other guys who I used to work with at the same place they were doing freelancing as well and we were doing some work for you know a big client And she basically said, Look, you know, I'll keep giving you work. Why don't you actually do this and set up together, you know, have your own agency? So that gave us the kind of push Uh that we needed. Um, So, yeah, we set up JBH. We set up as a content marketing agency because at the time, nine years ago, there weren't as many content agencies, it wasn't as big a thing as it is today. So, yeah, so for kind of five years, we ran a kind of full service content agency from Northampton and uh, we did some amazing work, but it was, you know, it was a bit of a struggle because I always felt like we were selling loads of different services Uh and we weren't really working as a team, like we weren't pulling in projects that would utilize everyone's expertise. It was like we were running like three mini agencies.
0: Right. Yeah. you know,
1: offering web development, kind of graphic design and then kind of content social media stuff. Yep. So it wasn't I didn't think it kind of was really working. Um and right it was right. all kind of project based as well, which is you know, which is great, but I wanted something that that was more consistent and that was easier to sell. Yep. Um yep. so I made the decision. I mean the guys, the other co-founders, you know, they decided that they didn't really want to do graphic design anymore. Andy was fed up of web development because of all the headaches of sites going down, all the security and all that kind of stuff. So it just so happened at that time, they were ready for a bit of a change too. So yep. I went away to Sweden on holiday. I had to think about it. And I thought, right, let's do Let's concentrate on one thing that we, you know, that we all, that we're all interested in, that we actually do well and just sell that one service. Um, so yeah, we just focused on digital PR because it was just coming up at the time as a thing. Uh-huh. And you know, in the past, it kind of been link building, you know, very tech SEO yeah, driven, yeah. and it was getting more and more creative, these big hero campaigns, lots of interactive content, etc. cetera. So it was really fun to work on these campaigns as well. And uh, yeah, so we decided to literally focus on digital PR, move the agency from Northampton, to Manchester to take advantage of all the talent in Manchester. So essentially, we kind of started again with the team as well. So although we've been going for nine years, I feel like the important years are the last four years.
0: Right, okay. It's
1: really yep. PR because that's where we've really made our name. Yeah. And that's kind of been the significant kind of turning point for us as an agency.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Was it scary doing that? Because obviously yeah I totally get the I think it's really good to specialize but if you're selling going from selling through essentially three services to one was it scary as in right we're cutting off two sources of revenue here to favor one what's that going to be like <laughs> how quickly is it going to take you know how long is it going to take for the one main service to kick kick in properly or was it scary or was it like no all good let's just do it
1: I don't remember it being scary. I just remember it being something important that we had to do, and maybe I don't know. Maybe I'm missing a screw or something or something loose. <laughs> but I didn't feel like it was a huge risk. I just thought it was something really worth doing that was going to make life so much easier for us in the long run. And yeah, we were going to take a you know a big dip in revenue for a couple of years while we lost all the web development, graphic design work, et cetera, and kind of replaced it with all the digital PR uh, revenue. And it did take a couple of years for us to get back to where we were before. But after that, once we were back to kind of you know revenue a few years before, we then had this huge kind of growth experience. Right. Um, okay. And you know turnover as you know it's never been well. It's higher than it's ever been before. So it, I think it shows that if you get it right with one service, and you can be experts in that service, then the opportunity you know for growing, scaling, for revenue, etc., can be through the roof.
0: Yep, yep, definitely agree with that. It's but um, I always think it's it's a big change. It's a big change, and um, I quite like that it feels like your attitude at the time as well there's nothing to lose yeah
1: 100% yeah. yeah and i think that's just my general attitude and i think um i think i like a bit of risk and that helps kind of drive and motivate me too so
0: yeah no i like yeah. that i like that a lot and um to skew off our list of bullet points a little bit um obviously you've set the business up with co-founders how many sorry how many founders are there is it two or three
1: there's three of us in total yeah okay there's there's two guys that i work with andy and
0: Aaron. and obviously if they listen to this you've got to be nice but how has that (laughs) how has that been for you with like multiple co-founders what are the pros like are there any challenges that come with that because it's very different to running it by yourself right
1: Yes, I think, yeah. I mean, having not run it by myself, it's hard to comment on that side of it. But I think there's pros. There's always pros and cons to doing it on your own or doing it with others. Yeah. Um, And we've had our ups and downs for definite, and we're all really honest about that. And we started off as kind of friends that set up as well. So there's that added kind of pressure that you've got to maintain a friendship, plus you've got to kind of – you know, maintain a business and be professional in that respect as well, even if you're not happy with each other at the time or whatever it might be. So, uh, yeah, you've got to make sure there's always that kind of respect there um, and that you're still opening to kind of listening to each other, etc. So it's been, yeah, I think the pros are you've always got that kind of support and kind of people to turn to, especially when you've got, problems so you know we've had situations like every agency so in the early years you know when a client threatened to sue us and things so we had you know we had lawyers involved and we had to you know fight this potential lawsuit and stuff so there's times when you really need that support and you kind of come together and things
0: yeah and do you find like with the big decisions like um, when you specialized for example and decided to move to Manchester is that like were you all 100% in on that from the start or was there much convincing to do like do you find yourself aligning on the big decisions or is one one person like pushing back and pulling back and obviously that's a really healthy thing as well you know sometimes oh yeah
1: yeah you definitely need that balance for sure and I think I'm someone that's quite impulsive and just has an idea and thinks right I want to do this let's go for it and sometimes you need people to say, well, hang on, have you worked out how much that's going to cost or how we're going to do this? And sometimes I haven't worked out the details, but I just yep. know I've got a vision. I know what I want to achieve and I want to go for it. Yeah. So yeah, sometimes, you know, having co-founders and having people that are different to you and maybe having people that are very detail orientated and are kind of on the other side of the spectrum is really useful in balancing you out as a human being. Um, but yeah, um, what else was I going to, I was going to say something on that point. You had another question in there for me, didn't you?
0: Yeah, I guess it was, yeah, it's the... Oh, yeah, you... it was
1: about Manchester, wasn't it? Yes. Yes. So, no, when I got back from Sweden, I had, like, this whole speech planned out for them because <laughs> okay. I thought, right, I'm going to have to convince you to basically move your agency from Northampton, where we all live, to Manchester, where we don't live, right? So had no idea how this was going to go down so i had this huge speech plan to really kind of convince them inspire them get them on board and stuff and the moment they said it they were like yeah we're with you yeah we're fed really? up we, yeah we we think it's you know we need a change i was That's like hilarious. "Oh, okay i had a whole speech plan
0: <laughs> did you still de- deliver the speech though well, <laughs> yeah,
1: well I, I, I might as well and then they were like no no we agree i like Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> Excellent. That's amazing. So like, over the nine years, what would you say are some of the bigger lessons you've learned, um, good or bad? Like, are there any big things that stand out in terms of, I guess, like turning points for the business? We we'll just discussed the specialization. Yeah. But beyond that, like, what are the biggest things that you wish you'd known before you'd started? Oh, my God.
1: Um, what are the biggest things I wish I'd known? I think... Now, looking back, one of the biggest things I wish I'd done is kind of seek external support earlier. Okay. So we've been through, you know, a big kind of growth period, the team has gone from kind of, you know, it started off as one in Manchester, and now there's kind of 28, you know, seems to be 30 of us, etc. So it's, you know, it's really transformed quite quickly in that respect. I mean, I know there's lots of bigger agencies out there, but for us, you know, given we only kind of offer one service, that's quite a big kind of transformation. Yep. And, um yeah, I just wish we'd had some external expertise to maybe help some of that kind of go a bit smoother. Yep. Or, yeah.
0: Yeah. I think,
1: yeah, that's what we could really really benefited from because, you know, none of us have owned a business before. So we're we're constantly like learning as we go and failing, you know, often too. But um, yeah, but you know, from like a
0: business consulting point of view. Are yeah, you?
1: definitely, you know, yeah. uh, kind of to, you know, these are the kind of milestones within kind of your agency journey that you need to look out for what what you do once you hit kind of a million turnover, because things tend to really change at that point. And then once you hit a mil, you are like, right now, the focus is kind of five mil and then 10 mil or whatever it might be, etc. And yep. these are huge shifts. And there where things kind of like profit tend to dramatically change as well. Yep. Um, and, you know, building structure, proper structure into your agency. So there's transparency for your team and they know what the opportunities are and where they can be heading and things like that.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. Do you have, so do you have that external support in regularly now or is it something? We, yeah, in We're, in the, we're oh. in
1: the process of getting that. Yeah, I think. I think I've come to the point where I'm aware of my limits, where my knowledge lies and where it doesn't. And I'm like, right, okay, now we need help getting us to kind of the next big milestone for us. So, yeah, yeah, so we're lucky to have great support. We're in quite a few different agency networks anyway, so I'm constantly talking to other founders, you know, to see what they're up to and how they're dealing with things too, which is really nice. But, yeah, it's going to be really beneficial to us to have, you know, experts who kind of had agencies, sold agencies and helped kind of build other people's agencies to help us get us to the next point where we need to be.
0: Yeah, definitely. It's actually a really common theme amongst people that I talk to and when we're talking about what would your advice be. Often that topic comes up of um, you're having a network of peers or people who are slightly ahead of you that you can talk to is often yeah. like a really big thing. It's a, definitely a common theme, for sure.
1: Definitely. And I think, you know, I read a lot of books, so I'm, I'm always trying to kind of educate myself and kind of see kind of how other people have done things. But there's nothing like somebody giving you kind of consistent kind of support and reassurance or just kind of giving you a few tips on what you might be missing and, you know, gaps. Even like when to hire um, senior people into your business to replace what you do and yeah. I think that's at the point we're at now like I've got to relinquish you know some of my roles and ha- actually hand it over step away so I can focus on what's really important for the business
0: yep and yeah, stop
1: absolutely. kind of micromanaging
0: yeah 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 and that that insight's really good I think from outside of the bubble yeah because it's like really hard to see when you're in the bubble definitely is, yeah.
1: yeah
0: what about team and people and hiring and that side of things because being an agency business obviously so much of that is it's a people business right yeah there have been any big learnings on that side of things for you
1: yeah one of our biggest learnings um has been from having three of our biggest clients kind of monopolize the agency resource, I guess. Um, so we had, yeah, three big clients, uh, bring in a hefty chunk of revenue uh-huh. and with, you know, with having big clients often comes a lot of pressure to hit KPIs, etc. And we realized after kind of a year, year and a half of working with these brands that our team was really suffering as a consequence. You know, they were down, they were, you know, having some quite negative conversations uh, with one or two of these clients. And, um, you know, to the point where, you know, some of them were just having to have, you know, just taking kind of holiday just to have a day off, just to have some respite from it. Yeah. Um, And, you know, their confidence was being knocked as well. And it was starting to kind of filter through the agency, even kind of into kind of senior management as well. And, you know, each week I'd get another report that this had happened or that had happened and someone else was upset. And it's really horrible to hear that, you know, clients that you've brought in personally are having this impact on your team. And especially in, uh, you know, it's a market that's kind of very um, candidate driven at the mm-hmm. moment so you know it's it's easier for us to replace clients than it is to replace the team yeah. and i want to hold on to our team we've got an amazing team i don't want to let them go so i'd mu- you know i'd much rather put them first rather than the client which is kind of the opposite to the way it's normally done in yeah. agency land or has been kind of historically anyway so after a while of this happening Um, we made the decision to kind of retire these accounts, um, take a big hit on the revenue and because we've always been kind of careful with our money, we didn't need to let go of anybody. So we're able to keep everybody and we've just spent the last kind of, you know, nine months really building that revenue back up. Yep. Um, and we're now kind of ahead of where we were before. So we're in yep. a good place again, but for a while it was, you know, things were a bit tight and there was a lot of pressure on kind of sales really.
0: Yeah. That's a big move. Was that all at once? All three at once? Yep.
1: Yep. Cause we had to, because it was the same, it was the same kind of, um, it was the same brand. It was three brands kind of under the same umbrella. Right. So, oh, yeah. you know, with, yeah, there was so much crossover it had to all be done at once really.
0: Wow. And what was the reaction from the team when he did that?
1: Oh, I think just surprise, you know, so some of the older team members had never been in an agency where anything like that would happen and the agency would put them over a client. Um and then just just relief and literally we, you know, handed in our notice kind of on the Thursday or Friday. And by the next Monday, they had gone. It was that quick. Wow! So you know, everyone was really surprised, obviously, as as we were, because we were expecting a real fight, to be honest, and we're expecting kind of not to, for that not to be easy. And yeah, and so just the relief because you know everyone realised they didn't have to work on their accounts anymore. And that was that yeah.
0: great, great. So to wrap up, like, is there any like what's the one big? piece of advice you'd give to someone in the same shoes or perhaps kind of slightly earlier in their journey
1: um I think I mean I've got this you know there's tons of little bits of advice I could give I guess but I think don't don't wait too long to invest in key members of staff especially if they're going to make your life easier take stress off your plate potentially and just help you concentrate on what you do well as a founder. Because I think sometimes you feel like you should hold on to roles and tasks because you're saving money and you're you're the best at it. (laughs) But it's not always the case. It's, yeah, so, yeah. Just hire those people as soon as you can. So you can work on your business and not in your business. And I've been told that so many times.
0: But it's it's easier to say than do, isn't it? Yes, definitely. You you hear it and then definitely a different thing in practice. That's for sure. But so great advice. Thank you. And thanks for taking the time to chat. Um, No
1: problem. I feel like it's been a therapy session as well. (laughs)
0: <laughs> maybe that's what we should rename it as such um but though no, great to chat and thanks everyone for listening and we'll see you next time
1: thanks for having me john
0: thank you so much for listening if you enjoyed that episode please do come and subscribe join us for future episodes where we talk about the ins and outs of running paid media and driving improved conversions and revenue for your business see you next time